0: This is a big one. Rents could potentially be frozen for the next two years across Australia. National Australian rental freeze. All states and territories. This is massive. You know, what does it mean for house prices? Is it fair and will it actually happen? Will the legislation be passed? These are the three topics that I'll be going through. And if you're a landlord, if you own an investment property, or if you're a renter, you're going to want to watch right till the end where I explain what happens to the property market. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyers agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Let's start from the start. What is it? It's very clear that Greens, you know, that party, the Greens have said, hey, enough's enough. Homelessness, you know, housing shortage, rental increases, they've just gone out of proportion. We are proposing, Mr. Prime Minister, we are proposing that all rents be frozen for the next two years and even up until 2029, that rents only be able to be increased by 2% every two years, 2% every two years after this initial freeze that is the proposal but let's get to the first subtopic are these changes is the rental freeze fair like i want to be open and honest i want to be empathetic renters are also human beings all right so let's just look at the data because you know i don't care about my opinion rental growth rate over the last 10 years versus inflation now what this is saying is that over the last 10 years cumulative cpi or inflation has been about 26%, all right, over 10 years. This is cumulative. And city by city and Australia-wide rental growth has been Australia, 11%, Sydney, 12%, Melbourne, 12%, Brisbane, 12%, Adelaide, more at 16%, Perth, negative, okay, it's actually gone down. Hobart, massively outpacing um, CPI, Darwin down and Canberra down. So automatically, you know, just stripping about this kind of heated subject, the emotion, you can automatically see that rents have not actually kept up with inflation. So first of all, you know, from a landlord's perspective, it's like, this is not fair because we're finally seeing rents starting to rise in the last year or two you know, and we've been saving up money, we've been trying to get out of the rat race, we don't wanna put a burden on the government and get a pension when we retire, we wanna be self-sufficient, we're not there to ha- harm anyone. The average investor doesn't have more than one or two properties, it's not like every landlord is a slumlord, okay? And we haven't had our slice of the pie, inflation has eroded away our income for the last 10 years, according to this, all right? That, that seems fair, like, yeah, this rental freeze is completely unjust from that perspective. Now, let's have a look at it from the tenant's perspective. Let's say you're not aspiring to get off the government pension. You're not aspiring to become a property investor, which a lot of tenants do and are. It's called rent vesting. But let's say you're just like, you know, a normal person and you're like, man, these, these rental rises are killing me. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. And you hear something like rent freezes and it's like, this is fantastic, Right. I empathize with those because I've also been in that sh- in those shoes but just zoom out for a second public housing is a public good private housing is not a public good The government, if they want to nationalize the property market, they can do so, but then we wouldn't be living in capitalism. We would be living in socialism or communism. We know how that turns out. So I mean, I'm just the messenger, don't shoot the messenger, but my theme or the narrative or the story that I want to bring to you is that in capitalism, we have an economic benefit that solves the problem. The problem of higher and higher rent can be solved by more and more property investors, therefore bringing more and more supply into the market and fixing the rental shortage. That is capitalism's way of solving these rental increases, not the government helicoptering in and creating a state, a banana republic, where some things are socialized and some things are capitalized, if that's a word. Do you, do you know what I'm Going with this, so like, is it fair? You make up your own mind, but those are the two sides of the question. The second topic that I want to go through now is will it affect house prices? Let's just be calm and rational and understand this, okay? So, let's say for some reason the Greens get this up in Parliament, it passes, it's new legislation nationwide, okay? What will happen? There will be a certain start date to this, you know, it's not going to be all of a sudden tomorrow, it'll be like a month later or six months later. What will happen in reality is that in that time, before you can't increase rents, landlords will increase rents and they'll increase rents by so much as to overcompensate or compensate for the two years that they're not able to increase rents. That is what will happen, first of all. So that is like a sucker punch to tenants. Okay. The government will force that. I mean, that's it's the government's doing right if that happens. So the tenants lose, landlords don't lose in that situation. But then of course, you know, then the Rents will freeze and then there might be a little bit of softness from property investors They might say look now. I don't want to become a property investor I don't want to expand my portfolio because my passive income isn't increasing anymore, right? That is probably what's likely to happen. Let's be honest, right? This is a property channel, but I don't want to spruit property to death That's the honest reality. So prices could tame out or plateau But and this is a big 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 big, but what will then happen knowing this country and knowing how, not the previous election, but the previous election back before that, 2017, 18, 19, how that panned out. Negative gearing was a big thing on Labor's agenda. They lost the election because of negative gearing, because there are 2 million property investors in Australia, and these are normal people, right? These aren't like millionaires. These are normal, normal people. And so in the next election, if this does get up in parliament, the incumbent government who has forced this legislation on the housing market will be stripped of its power. And this legislation will be repealed and things will go back to normal. And then property investors will come back in droves and because the rental freeze for one or two years before the government is displaced because that will mean there's even less property investors coming into the market there will be an even bigger rental shortage it's like you think it's hard to get a rental property now in two years time if this legislation goes through it'll be almost impossible to get a rental property that is a fact And so when the government has changed and they repeal this law, at that point, not only will prices go up because property investors will come in in mass, but also rents will be jacked up to compensate for two years of not doing so and almost no rental properties in the market. How is that a good thing? Even property investors, we don't want that. Like we want a fair playing field. We want to take care of our tenants. And so my last thing on this topic is that I don't actually think it will be passed. Anthony Albanese has already come out and said that I haven't received any formal proposal and to actually enforce such a legislation would require a very nationalistic thinking. It would mean that you need to nationalize or make public almost the private property market. This is his own own words, right? So he himself has been alluding to the fact that it's preposterous and he's a labor leader, right? So I think it's very unlikely that will happen. But what has happened is this right here. The biggest changes to Queensland rental laws in over 40 years start on October 1st. Okay. What's changing? Let's go through it. Everyone's panicking. Property investors are panicking. You know, is property market going to crash? Let's just go through it. Okay. First thing, Ending tenancies, periodic leases will effectively become lifelong agreements. They will no longer be without grounds ending of tenancies. Landlords will face penalties for falsely evicting tenants. So you can't just end a tenancy where it's on a periodic lease. You know, people are getting freaked out that they're saying, you know, if my tenant is on a periodic lease and they can live there forever. That's the drawback, that's the downside, that's what's causing fear, and that's what's causing this mayhem amongst property investors. Reality is, guys, you should never really have your tenants on a periodic lease anyway. If they're not re-signing a 12 or 6 or 18 month lease, then just find another tenant, right? It's very easy. So this doesn't really affect advanced property investors who know what they are doing. Next one, repairs. A tenant will be able to withhold up to four weeks rent for emergency repairs. If a landlord does not comply with repair requests, a QCAT order can be made against the property. Once again, it's on us as landlords, as property investors, to take care of our tenants, right? If you are not taking care of repairs and maintenance and things like that on your property, then you're not really an ethical landlord. So I think this is a very, very fair um, new policy, and I don't think it should scare ethical landlords at all. Next one is pets, you know, some people are saying, oh, now tenants can have pets in their houses without any substantial grounds as to, you know, any reason why they shouldn't be allowed. Once again, I always allow pets in all of my properties, right? I always allow them. And most times the tenant pays you extra 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks a week extra, depending on the type of pet to compensate for damages. And, you know, even if they don't do that, the property manager takes pictures of the property before the tenant moves in, before they move out, takes pictures. And if there's any damage that comes out of the bond anyway, so pets, you know, not ideal. And, you know, some pets are a bit um, borderline, but those are going to be assessed on a case by case basis anyway. I don't think this changes things materially for property investors. And minimum housing standards. The list of required works as of Oct 2022 is too vast to list in detail, but in 2023 this will become bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, so once again, landlords, property investors, we need to take care of our tenants. We need to give them safe an affordable and, you know, comfortable shelter, something that they can call home at least temporarily. And so I don't think once again, this is bad policy. Yes, it might cost landlords a little bit more, but we need to take care of people. We cannot be running this exclusively like a business. It's a business for sure. We're trying to make money. We're trying to exit the rat race ourselves, but we're trying to make it a win-win for everyone involved. So to wrap up, these rental freezes, you know, they're not great as a legislation. They will not be passed on according to the current murmurs from the Prime Minister. He will not approve them. If they do get approved, however, right now rents will shoot up before the law comes into effect and then property investors will calm down the property market might plateau in many areas and then when the government gets replaced because it's terrible policy and the public just won't have it then property investors will pile in causing both rents to rise and property prices to rise even further is it fair I'm not one to make a social judgment from a rental's perspective, a tenant's perspective. It may appear to be fair, but they need to understand the world that they live in. We're not in Soviet Union. We're in a capitalistic society. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. But the reality is that over the last 10 years, rents have not made up or kept pace with inflation. So from a data perspective, it's completely unfair and it will do more harm to tenants in the medium and long term than it does good in the short term because just cause more and more shortage of rental supply of housing supply to tenants and we all know the government isn't making enough or any really social housing that could be a solution but they're not doing it in any level of seriousness and the queensland legislation I think that's a good thing. Everyone's freaking out. I think it's a good thing. Yes, the, the on the edges. You know, landlords may make a little bit less money. They may need to take care of their tenants a little bit more. I think that's a good thing. We are here as property investors to make money, but also not be demons. Okay, my name's PK. Catch you later, guys. Bye. <music>